Welcome to the Relax, It's Retirement podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Now, Josh, speaking of intent, you had intended to achieve a huge goal just recently. Tell us about it. I did. Yeah. So that was to complete the uh, half Ironman. So it's the steelhead Ironman 70.3. So so traveling 70.3 miles between a swim, a bike ride and a run. So a, a big endeavor. Oh, yes. How did we do? That was just this past weekend, correct? That's correct. That's correct. So okay. I did complete it, but okay. there, there's quite a story to it. So wait, we need to take a moment to celebrate the completion because that okay. is really the ultimate goal, right? I, that my goal was completion, yes. not competition, right? So complete, not compete. Good for um, you. I am proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Now I'll throw a bunch of asterisks in that and we'll get into that a little bit later because we had some weather. So uh, I woke up at 4 a.m. to uh, start to get ready because you could start preparing your gear and transition at 4.30 in the morning. So I figured, well, I'll wake up at 4, have a cup of coffee, try to get ready for a long day, and I'll get there about 5. Well, I woke up to thunderstorms and pouring down rain. No, no. So they delayed everything about an hour, but luckily we're still able to get out there and and get started. Okay. So a little bit of a a late start, but that's okay. That's okay. And uh, I got in the water and that was probably one of my first key takeaways is don't start with unrealistic expectations. When you start out the half Ironman, as they do with Ironman, you start with a projected time of your swim. So I'm not going to suddenly swim 15 minutes faster when I'm in this competition, right? So I knew I've practiced the distance. I know about the time that I would finish, you know, based on my training. So I'm going to go ahead and start with that group, which led me to be in, well, like the slowest group (laughs) swimming, but it was good. Then I didn't have a bunch of people passing me which in the water, I'm not used to that. So that's kind of a scary feeling, a bunch of people splashing all around you. Right. So I was able to kind of set my pace and then I was passing people in the water. Mm. So that felt good to to be more in control rather than people coming up from behind you. Sure. So I finished within two minutes of my expected time. It took a little bit of an adjustment at the beginning. Again, being around a bunch of people in the water, not used to that sort of mass swimming activity. Took a little bit of an adjustment to get in my rhythm, but very comfortable, happy with that. So, And your peeler did a good job? No, it was all, you got to do it all yourself. So um, I had to take it off. Yeah. Your wetsuit uh, you're referring to. It's considered a dry transition. Yeah. So, so for those of you that are not immersed in this world, peelers or strippers, as they're called in some places, more racy term, are people that help you take a wetsuit off. So if you imagine in a race, you want to get this thing off and, you know, it's 
extremely tight to your body right. and you're wet and it's, it's a very awkward situation. Well, this is considered a dry change. So you have to do it all yourself and there's no changing rooms or anything. So you're just kind of in this little slot next to other people trying to struggle to get it off and no privacy. So I was right. wearing a, a triathlon suit underneath that. And that's what I wore for the rest of the day too. Okay. So. Yeah, take it off, try to get your feet as dry as you can, get some socks on and get on the bike and get riding. So, you know, I think my other key takeaway was on the bike. I feel like after a while I got in a good rhythm. I realized that I was sort of at a competitive advantage in some of the turns. So the guy at the local bike shop had told me, you know, on your bike, it's not, I have a road bike more than a triathlon bike or an aero bike. So I was able to uh, do a little bit better on the turns. It's a little bit better equipped for that. So I would get through the turn and be passing people. And that was really fun because then you're just, you you're know, like, I'm killing it. Now, granted, I still wasn't going to win the bike leg or anything, <laughs> but I was still passing people. So sure. again, starting from that lower position, it puts you in a more positive mindset, right? You're ascending, you're going up, you're not getting passed all the time and, you know, sort of feeling that that tension of, oh, maybe I need to go faster, right? You're working your way up throughout. So, you know, that was something that I was good at. And I think that was a good takeaway for me is, okay, well, the things that you're good at and you enjoy, we'll double down on that. Okay. I think that translates to retirement too, right? Right. If you have choice and time now, well, you should do something that you enjoy. And, you know, that could be a part-time job of something that maybe you had some interest in, but didn't really make you enough money. And now you have the ability to do that. Or yeah. maybe it's just helping out with family or exploring some new hobbies or doing some charity work or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So the bike went well. That I exceeded my expectations, but I think I was having too much fun just passing <laughs> people. And then I also had a bit of a local advantage there, too, because the course was right here in my hometown, the area where I ride my bike on the road a lot. So I knew all the hills quite well, and I was used to kind of pacing myself going up those. So I think I had a bit of an advantage there. Okay. But then finishing, you know, after riding 56 miles on a bike, thinking about running a half marathon, I'm kind of like, well, did I push that too hard? And you start second guessing. Yeah, because you do have a long way to go after. <laughs> yep. So as soon as I started running, I, I just went back to, hey, I got to stick with the plan. I set a pace in my training that I expected even being tired, I could still stick with. So I kept with it and I, I ran at that pace. And that meant stopping drinking water along the way too. Throughout this whole exercise, my my tracking said that I burnt like 5,700 calories. So yeah, refuel something along the way. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, stuck with, with the plan. So I just stayed consistent. The only downfall was at mile 12, I rounded the corner and there was a police officer standing there and said, there is a shelter in place order. You need to seek shelter immediately. Oh no. So me and about 20 other people got stuck underneath the awning of a restaurant where they stopped us in the last mile <sighs> and said that we had to shelter in place. And needless to say, no one was like excited about that, right? We're almost there. We're one mile away from that finish line and you're stopping us. Now, there was a tornado warning, so certainly a good reason for them to stop us. So they let the weather pass and about 15 minutes later, they said, hey, you can go ahead and run to the finish line. But 
I don't have an official time, Wendy. because of that stoppage so i i still got the medal and i know that i completed the distance but in terms of iron man tracking i did not technically finish in their timing system so that was disappointing but just added the 15 minutes that you. oh i would prefer that right i would just take the time even though i could have done it faster i would have just taken the time but like what they shut down the equipment i think because of and they were people for safety, which, you know, you can't really right. be upset about that. So I would say my other really big takeaway was just stuff happens sometimes. I executed my plan and I was able to finish as I expected, you know, other than a 15 minute pause there in the last mile. Right. But I still kept on my pace and completed my time and feel really good about it. But sometimes other factors come into play. I think that's true in retirement, too. But... I still completed. I followed the rules and the framework that I set out with. So I still ultimately completed the distance, which was my goal. So how hard how hard was it to restart once you took that? Oh, I think that was the scariest thing when they're like, because you're exhausted already and you're like, I'm going to push through this last mile. And then, oh, no, stop here. So a lot of us were trying to still keep moving because your legs start really seizing up, you know, after that extended of an activity. So it wasn't as bad as I thought. I was more worried about it, but I was trying to stretch and keep my legs moving throughout that time. So it it was okay. It was okay. I have to say, though, my wife was still there at the finish line and was there to make sure that I was going to get the medal, whatever was going on. She was already communicating with race officials. Last time I saw him on the tracker, he was already past the 11 mile mark. Like he's somewhere close. You guys can't stop it. And was sort of arguing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and she, where's the cameraman for the finish line? That that gentleman was evacuated from the area as well. It was a very dramatic day, but ultimately a really great experience. I think it was... It was a lot of fun seeing all the people there and really amazing sort of the elite athletes that are completing this in like four hours, you know. And How many people were participating? About 1,200. Oh, jeez. So a amount of people. crazy people out there that yeah. this weekend. That's right. Yep. Just this one weekend. You know, there's these things all the time in I all know. kinds of different places. <laughs> Uh, but you know that's it it was it was quite a crowd and lots of lots of support too it's very cool to see even when we're riding our bike kind of out in the country there's not all that much on some of the street corners and stuff there's people there cheering along you see some of the family members driving around trying to catch their family members throughout so it's very cool to see the support of the community all the volunteers and people kind of stepping in and i think also for me it was just nice thinking about the area that we live in and appreciate all the natural beauty and what are some that we have. What are some of the lessons that you took away from this experience? Yeah, I think one that we had talked about with Jerome Myers a few episodes back was having that time in your own head. So running naked was how he termed it, of going for a run without earbuds in or working out. For the whole seven hours I was doing this, Wendy, You're not allowed to have any earbuds in or anything. So it was a lot of time, you know, kind of self-reflecting and thinking, (laughs) which is, yeah, it's not like you took an hour break. It's seven hours. (laughs) And I think as the physical exhaustion and everything kicks in near the end, 
becomes quite emotional. You know, I think at the finish line, my wife said, oh, I could see you like looking for me. It almost looks like a, a kid lost in the grocery store Aww. looking for their parent, you know, because you want to have you want to share that moment with someone. Yeah. And, you know, of course, having someone there to support. So that was really wonderful. The kids were able to uh, see me at a transition from the run or from the biking to start the run. But with good judgment, they weren't there during shelter in place orders. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. That's so like that just goes to show that even with your the best laid plans, there's always some kind of obstacle that can pop up. And it might sure. delay your goal, but it won't block it completely from being achieved. Yeah. And I, I found similar to when I did a marathon years ago, having that big goal in place keeps your fitness really up because you're always preparing and training for that. So prior to this event starting last week, I had signed up for the Michigan 70.3, which is held further up north here in Michigan in Frankfurt, Michigan. So I had signed up for that at the end of the summer. So I'll just keep in shape. You know, I'll take a little bit of time this week to rest up a little bit, but keep in the same health conditions, keep my endurance up so I can compete there. And hopefully there's no tornadoes or anything at that event. Oh my goodness. I was So I was going to ask if you would be interested in doing another one. Is there a specific reason that you signed up for a second one before you completed your first one? It was to keep me, to keep me working out and consistent. Cause I think having that vision of, well, this event, like I can't just not run today. Cause if I get off my training plan, well, then it's really going to hurt. So, so it's been um, a good workout plan for you. It is. I think it's like with any goal setting, right? You need to have something that keeps you accountable. So committing to doing that will keep me accountable. And now I'm talking to you about it too, Wendy. So just like back in January, yes. when we talked about doing this, I, I had to do it. I couldn't just not do it. Well, and then hopefully you will get the chance with to have the actual timing of your results and you'll cross that line and they'll say, Josh Leonard, you are a happy yeah. man. And sunny, perfect day, right? <laughs> a sunny, perfect day. Well, and I think that the other thing to keep in mind is this is only a half Iron Man. So the full Iron Man, I just have to 2X all of that effort I put in. And that is a goal that I want to do here within the next five years. So I think doing a couple of these and sort of working on my endurance a little bit more, perfecting my my skills in each one of the sports will help me do that a little bit more efficiently. And how did you feel on Sunday? <laughs> well, sun yesterday, Sunday was race day. So I'm feeling great. You're, re today. you're recovering today. That's it. Yep, yep. I ate a lot of food afterwards. We'll say that. Like, we went out to eat and appetizers, totally on the plate. I'll eat them all. Can eat everyone's meal if I need to. So, yeah, definitely, definitely refueling afterwards was important. But I feel pretty good overall. I think I've done a lot of the work. So, you felt a lot of the soreness ahead of time and built up the muscles to be able to handle it. So, so what about? the break that you need to take now how long of a break do you take before you just get right back on it yeah so i'm gonna take a, a very light week this week but i want to keep moving too so i this week i'll just do minimal exercises i'm gonna start with a baseline training next week though so i'll start keeping my running up and everything because the more time i let pass the harder it'll be 
to get back to where I was. The difference between people who do half Ironmans and Ironmans is, and the people who don't is I would be sitting down and never getting up again. Cause I'm I was standing today. I'm standing today. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I did enough for my lifetime. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that's it. You know, objects at rest, stay at rest and objects in motion. We can keep on moving. So light um, week. <laughs> I think I'll stick with that, but I do have to laugh because the tracker thing, I, again, in my accountability, I sent out to our email list of, with some general announcements, Hey, if you want to track me, it's right here. So I, I had a client text me yesterday and like, are you okay? Cause this thing just kind of had you disappear ah. after a while. <laughs> I hope you're not laying dead on the side of the road. So that was a bit amusing that I had to explain this whole situation with the storms. Yeah. But, you know, I think it, in the long term, it adds to the experience, right? The first time trying to do something that, that seems crazy to me, the weather also agreed and, and had to make it a little bit more crazy. Yeah, but you you just kept on, you kept on going, you worked your plan, and you achieved that goal. That's it. And I think that's what we need to do in most facets of life, right? We need to have that accountability for our goals and then take the time to plan out for them. And when you do that, even when you have crazy factors come into play, you can still execute on your plan a lot better than you could otherwise. I mean, it was a little bit hotter yesterday too during part of the run because we had that morning rain, so the humidity kicked up. We haven't really had that weather too much here, but because I had planned out, I was able to handle that pretty well. So you know what I want to say? I want to say, don't forget to celebrate. You know, we talked about that a little bit in the beginning. You kind of glazed over the fact that you finished. You never glaze that over that fact. You know what I mean? Make sure to give yourself the time to really enjoy such a great milestone. Sure. I I appreciate that, Wendy, and thank you. I, I think I'm very good at discounting that. Although I do have to say this and the marathon in going into it, I felt like it was already done. I'd done so much preparation that the actual event was just more fun, right? The work was done ahead of time. Okay. I think retirement's the same thing, right? You think about it for so long, as long as you properly prepare, when you flip that switch to being retired, like you're there. It's going to be all fun all the time with maybe a little weather here and there. Yeah, right. Sometimes stuff happens, right? (laughs) There's always unexpected things in life. But the more you prepare, you kind of have those guardrails up. But I think it was a great, great feeling right after the race. And uh, they had some food available. So I think I like made four pieces of pizza disappear instantly um, <laughs> and could still probably eat more. Yeah, uh, probably. So yeah, it was, did... it was a great feeling. My parents came out to, you know, oh. to help. So it was nice to have their support as well. And, you know, it's a, it's a really cool thing to see members of the community come together too and a few other people that I knew locally you know kind of through training and just met you know at different things leading up to it so seeing them at the event and kind of pushing through too it's a very cool experience so do you want to tell us what you feel your biggest lesson was through this whole experience I think the biggest lesson is keep those commitments on the radar right like I I'm even more excited that I had already committed to another one. Because if I didn't, then I'd be like, oh, I didn't get this official time. There's all these asterisks in me doing it. 
So I have mixed feelings. Well, I'm like, okay, at worst it was practice and I'll do another one and that'll be all cleaned up. then. So, but we'll talk. I mean, who knows? Maybe something will go out of plan with that one. So I'll just have to keep committing. Right. And that one's at the, in the fall, you said? It's at the end of summer. Yeah. So uh, September 17th. All right. Well, so it'll be here really soon too. It really um, will. So I'll keep at my plan and enjoy it. I do have to say though, the most unexpected piece of the whole Ironman triathlon training thing was how enjoyable a lake swim is to me. Like the peace of being in the lake by yourself and that training is very nice. I love being outside and I love the lake. So it's a great excuse to go Go to the beach and go for a swim, right? I mean, (laughs) life can be worse. Good for you, Josh. Very excited for you. Very proud of you. And just keep doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. So what's your next big commitment here? <laughs> wait, wait, me? We weren't yeah, talking about yeah. me. <laughs> I hope to win a pickleball tournament in August. There we go. There we go. So what preparation are you doing for that? I'm playing with my partner often, several times a week. I'm taking some lessons. Good, good, yes. good. So, What about YouTube? Do you use YouTube? I do not on a regular basis, but you know, if I'm bored or something, I might, and that you can really pick up some good things from the YouTube videos. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. The amount of information that's out there, but I think like with anything proceed with caution, right? <laughs> uh, especially if it is buy my six part course that will make you the best pickleballer <laughs> in the world. Right. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. It sure is. Yeah. So keep going for those big goals and achievements. And hopefully you'll be cheering me on after my August victory. Well, I look forward to hearing about it. (laughs) Well, we do appreciate that. As Josh was mentioning, achieving a goal, just like achieving the goals that you set for yourself in retirement, it all ties together. So if somebody wants to call and learn more about building a retirement plan with you, Josh, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. They can give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And from there, we just schedule a 15-minute discovery call where we can learn a little bit more about you, maybe some of your struggles or goals around retirement or financial planning, and we'll proceed from there. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Relax, It's Retirement podcast the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest, and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.